Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. with another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glasser coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week, twice a week, wherever you get your podcasts. And our latest episode, it's the State of Pro Wrestling for November 2023. John Orlando from the PVD cast and I cover the world of pro wrestling in one great action-packed hour and yes, we already knew what the demise would be for L.A. Knight in Saudi Arabia. And if you've already know the results, you know what that is. L.A. Knight, no, not this time around, unfortunately. So we'll, we talk about that because we thought it was a little bit too much too soon and a whole much more as far as the world of pro wrestling. So go ahead and check that out today. Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Chris Ardieri from the Domination Sports Nation and I, we cover the world of the NFL, including the latest dumpster fire known as the Las Vegas Raiders, which Magic Man and I were talking about <laughs> during playback about how it's costing Mark Davis $85 million to fire the head coach and the GM. So we talk about that disaster, plus what's going on in week nine of the NFL. So go ahead and check that out as well. Hopefully, Joe Sorrell and his dating advice will be here on the show, as we hopefully promised here earlier today. But you know, he also goes ahead and owns a company, Symblades, SimbladesWithAY.com. And also, of course, he's Ox1947 at LakersBall.com. Speaking of great Lakers websites, you got to go ahead and check out. There's one that's going to be very angry here in the not-too-distant future. And that is Lakerholics.com. Our good friends, Laker Tom. You know, Laker Tom is really just angering up a storm right now, as only he can do. Talk about old man Clint Eastwood on the lawn. Yes, that's old man on the lawn right now, Laker Tom. And Jamie Sweet, go ahead and check out what they're doing today at Lakerholics.com. Plus our good friends, Empire Jeff TV. You know he won't have good things to say about the Lakers effort today. Go ahead and check them out there. Lakers and Five, you know they also won't have good things to say. Daniel Berry Sports Highlights won't show any highlights of this game for the Lakers. And then, of course, also as well, John McKaylin. Go ahead and follow those channels. And speaking of subscribing, please subscribe today. Click on the little Joe in the corner. 
in the corner right there with the beady eyes, the one that looks like they just lost by, you know, somewhere around what we lost today. Go ahead and check that out. Click on the beady eyes of Joe and then you'll be subscribed and get the latest notifications on when we go live for the latest Lakers Fast Break podcast. Well, the Lakers heading out on a four-game road trip. Looked like they were going to go ahead after a great win against the Clippers. Seemingly could go ahead with a lot of momentum. Get a good win today. Let's see if that could snowball into a good start for the team, which we talked about at the beginning of the season, what they need to do in their first 10 games, what they need to do. Well, unfortunately, the extra day of rest over their opponent, Orlando, didn't matter. The fact that Orlando played a game, or, you know, actually uh, in less time, because they played a game on Thursday in Utah, that didn't matter. Because today, the Lakers gave no effort on either end of the floor. Poor execution on offense and no effort on the defensive end, especially on the boards. They were absolutely miserable rebounding the ball today. And despite AD giving you seven blocks, 28 points, and 13 rebounds, the rest of the team, not too good. LeBron James, still an efficient 8 of 15, 24 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists, but still no effort on the boards as they got rebounded 51 to 40. Second chance points were absolutely abysmal. We're going to bring that up here in a little bit. I know Magic Man, all throughout our playback.tv slash Lakers fast break live watch party was absolutely livid at the way the Lakers, unfortunately, gave little effort on the boards. Terrible, terrible game for the Lakers, and they lose, really, after having a small lead in the first quarter, but basically being run off the floor after that. They were down into the, actually at times, into the low 20s as far as the what they were behind, and this game was pretty much never in doubt after the second quarter. With the Lakers, unfortunately, losing 120 to 101, very handy win for the now 4-2 Orlando Magic while the Lakers are 3-3. Three and three. And here today, first man up, first man here. You know what? It's great to have him here. He was told you he was going to be here, win or lose. He was actually here the other day when the Lakers won. So he's here when the Lakers lose as well. It is Alfred Esmond of Orlando Magic Daily. And Alfred, great to have you here. Your thoughts on the game? I can't make any excuses. The Lakers had a starter up, but Orlando had two starters out. The Lakers played on Wednesday. Orlando played on Thursday. So really, again, absolutely no excuses. Uh, I'm putting a lot of this on Darvin Ham. I've been reluctant to go ahead and you know blame Darvin Ham for a lot of things, like unlike some of the other individuals in our group and our audience and what have you. Today, I think it's all about the coaching staff and what they didn't get done because it led to a lack of effort. And it led to a terrible loss and really a thumping by the Orlando Magic today. Yeah, uh, Gerald, I mean, Gerald, Magic Man, one thing I saw throughout the game tonight that's really kind of, it had me, it had me like kind of questioning what was going on was the, the offensive rebound differential was at some points absolutely atrocious in favor of the Magic. It was, yeah. I looked at half and I think it was 11 to one in favor of Orlando and Orlando had 17 points off of those offensive rebounds. And that's, that's the difference in the lead that they had going to the half as they were up 16. Um, you know, I think I do agree with you. I think as far as the Lakers go, the coaching staff, you know, they needed to do a better job of 
being like, hey, guys, we need to show better effort, you know, on the boards, um, particularly the offensive end, but even the defensive end as Orlando out-rebounded them 51-40 to tonight. I think that was, like, that probably was the key defining moment in this game was the rebound differential. And I got to say, uh, as far as the Magic goes with how they were on offense, I, I said it, I've said it a million times on here when you guys have had me on. The key to this team being good is – Paulo and Franz both having good games. And what did Paulo and Franz do tonight? They combined for 51 points. Paulo had 25 and Franz had 26. So whenever you get those kind of numbers, good things tend to happen for Orlando. And I was very, you know, concerned with both Markel and Wendell being out. That's our starting point guard and center. Two of the arguably the most key positions on the basketball floor at any given point. But Anthony Black and Goga Bidite went out there and they did their thing. And I, I got to say, it was a good night for the Magic as far as the Lakers go. I think at some point, I remember seeing a shot would go up for Orlando or a shot would go up for LA rather, and it would come off the rim and there would be all black jerseys around the ball as opposed to the Lakers jerseys. And it just didn't seem like they had a presence on the offensive boards as much. I, th I think it's funny, though, that of your starting lineup, even though Franz, Franz Wagner had a good game with 26 and 5, he was the only one in minus. As you see, everybody else in the starting lineup, Boncaro plus 23, Batatze plus 27, Suggs plus 26, and Black plus 32, and Wagner with a minus 8. So that sticks out like a sore thumb. But again, you know, you, like you said, when they have good games, they're very hard to beat. And that's something with Bancaro we talked about. When last we talked or last we spoke or last when you were on the show, we had mentioned how Bancaro was struggling to start off the season. He then had a good game in Utah and has seemingly picked it up and continued on that today. Yeah, I mean, very efficient from the field, 9 of 15, 7 rebounds, 10 assists. He, he looked good. He looked really good. He was confident in his drive to the basket. Um, there were some times I saw him, he would get the ball, and he would have a lot of open floor around him. I think he is very good when he uses open floor. I have, whenever I've gotten to the point now where when Paulo has the ball in his hands, he, he needs to be able to make a play. And, I, and most of the times, for me, that's scoring. And I, I saw multiple times tonight where he would go up against guys like uh, Wood, Davis, and just – Maybe not not necessarily make the shot, but put up a good attempt uh, at towards the rim, and I, I think that's he did a very good job tonight with that. Uh, and also dishing the ball, I'm looking at the the box score and ten assists shocked me. I did not think he was passing that much, but you know a double double at Apollo to this extent is very nice. We saw him in Utah; he had the game winning shot in Utah to beat the Jazz with around 14 seconds left. He when he's when he's getting it going, good things tend to happen and. It helps that Franz had a good game. But again, Paulo having games like this is what the Magic need to put themselves in the win column. Also here today, a good man indeed. You got to go ahead and check him out anytime you hear, anytime he is here on the Lakers Fast Break channel. Does such an outstanding job for us pregame. Also as well, what he does for us at playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. I'm going to give him all the credit in the world. Him and Nick really carried it strong today, despite what the, you know they went after it like the Lakers should have went after it. And unfortunately they didn't, but the Lakers, uh, you know, the Lakers didn't, but they certainly did. It is magic man, Sean Grice, the madman from Toronto. He did get out of Toronto traffic to stop on by no matter how mad he is at this team. 
Magic Man, great to have you here. You know, just a very listless effort, which again, there's no reason in the world. I, I understand the Lakers had four players out of the mix. You know, we talked about Prince. Everybody said, oh, beforehand in Lakerholics, you know, oh, we can't have Prince in the starting lineup anymore. We can't have Prince in there. Well, you know, Reddish was in there and obviously he struggled today. You know, we had Max Christie in the rotation. He struggled yet again today. You know, there were some issues with him as far as, you know, still not able to go ahead and have enough confidence to get a, those you know, great amount of shots. Although he shot amazingly better today, three of seven, oh of two from behind the arc. So overall, statistically, not great numbers, especially when you're a minus 24 out there. I will say, though, that, again, nobody on this team really gave a truly great effort on the boards. And unfortunately, it showed again, my friend, they got killed on the boards. And that today alone was the difference. Yeah, they, they, um, they you have to play a second half in the NBA. That's why the that's why the Lakers numbers don't look as bad as they really are. Uh, and sh- shout out to Alfred. Dude, coming on here from a loss to a win. Absolute respect. Like whether or not they played well or not. Appreciate you. Um. Gerald, where do you want to start with this? Because well, again, you know the Austin Reeves, De- DeAngelo Russell. Let's let's start. Let's Russell, start with let, let's start. Let's start with the fact that they're not ready to play. Yeah, from the that's a team. Road. That's a team thing right there. That is a five man unit problem at combined with a coaching issue. Gerald, thirty four twenty first game. The Nuggets in the first quarter. Second game. 30 to 18, Phoenix outscores the Lakers. The third game with the Kings, 41 28. The fourth game with Orlando, Orlando outscores the Lakers, 29 24. The fifth game, the Clippers outscore them, 37 24. And today, the Magic outscore them, 39 25. That's a negative. It's like the third quarter again. That's a negative 71 point differential through six games. That's, that's minus. That's, that's almost minus twelve. Um, this is the this is the worst uh, LeBron James game in the LeBron James era for the Lakers, Gerald. Now the worst quarter happened five years ago, almost to the day when the Toronto Raptors outscored the Lakers forty-two to seventeen in the first quarter. That was the worst point differential the Lakers have ever suffered. But this was the worst game in the LeBron era, Gerald. They were lackadaisical, deflated from the tip. And I'm going to be point blank here. There are some Los Angeles Lakers players that do not read scouting reports because it was almost as if the Lakers had not played the Orlando Magic for the past 18 months and they hadn't seen an updated scouting report. You just finished playing these these gentlemen not less than a week ago, and you're committing some of the most egregious, egregious um, character traits that you can in an NBA game. So, Alfred, Paolo Bancaro is a physical specimen, and one of his favorite sets, and I've, I've watched uh, a few Magic games, is he loves what Mello used to do. He'll get the ball at the elbow, and then he can either finish left-handed or right-handed. And there were a couple times where the late, where Cam Reddish and um, Christian Wood got on him, and it was barbecue chicken time for him, brother, because 
they got on his hip and as soon you know what we we know this as soon as somebody's on your hip you try and contest it as best you can but Gerald inexplicably both of those guys felt that they were in a position where they could physically physically match Bancaro and that wasn't the case and by the way Paolo didn't just have his way with uh, Christian Wood and Cam Reddish he also had Austin Reeves uh on him as well and they went they went head hunting again for Austin Reeves, Gerald. So it was it was a game where Jamal Mosley uh, is one of the best uh, coaches in the NBA at finding defensive mismatches, and he just ate our lunch, Gerald. I mean, we struggled, we struggled, uh, but there weren't any adjust really adjustments made. And even though the second half made it look like the Lakers had come back. The game was over at halftime. The Magic had a 27-13 rebound advantage. They had an 11-1 offensive board advantage. They had a 21-5 second chance point advantage, including 15 of those points coming off three-pointers off offensive rebounds. It's bad enough when you're when you're getting killed on the offensive boards, but when you're not rotating and just giving up threes, you are just asking for a mauling, Gerald, and that's what happened. It was a mauling. It was terrible. I mean, they're getting killed on the glass. AD giving you seven blocks and truly, like uh, Zangerstein said, not anticipating where the blocks are going to go. Uh, often those blocks went right back to Orlando to for putbacks and, and just very disappointing overall as far as the effort. Again, I just think it was a, a lack of preparedness. Uh, yeah, the Lakers got off to a slightly early lead, but you saw once that halfway through the, the first quarter, Alfred, you just saw just the, the shift in momentum changed and the Lakers have been finding themselves fighting an uphill battle for the entire season. You can only do that so much before you finally get burned. Yeah, and I think something about – another thing I thought about too during the game as I was watching it, it is, I think there's something about being back in Orlando after being on the West Coast for a, like a week straight with four games kind of gave this team a lot of like, I would say confidence and happiness at the same time. Like, hey, we're back here at home. You know, we're not like cramming ourselves with all these games in L.A. and Portland and Utah and all this. And I think they just kind of they, they just felt comfortable in that in the Amway Center. And that was a big part of it. I mean, you look at how they shot tonight. Uh, 45% from the field and just slightly over 35% from three. But honestly, with how this team shot from three last year, you you guys have talked about this with me. I'll take that at this point in the season. I'll take shooting over 35%. I thought it was very – I thought every. I thought the offense was getting the ball around to everybody very nicely. Uh, Goga had a lot of good movement plays underneath in the third quarter I saw on Anthony Davis positioning, positioning himself – where the guards and even Paolo and Franz could get him the ball down low with a good sharp pass, and he puts it up there for a layup or dunk. It looked everything looked crisp. I think I think being back at home really helped this team a lot. And I mean, at halftime when the, they were up sixteen, I'm like, I got a little nervous and was like, you know, hey, this is the Lakers. You know, we can't don't take your foot off the gas here. Continue to play like you. It's a closer game than what it is. And they did that. And really at no point was I like, oh, my gosh, so here come the Lakers. I was, you know, the Magic had control a good bit of this game, and if not all of it. And I think it was I think it was a very good performance back at home. And they're 2-0 at home, and they got the Mavericks on Monday. So hopefully they carry that momentum into that game as well. 
This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. If you have a better movie in the can, why is that not the movie that you released in the first place? I would say it's more culturally relevant than The Simpsons and Rick and Morty. Like, it has become a staple of American entertainment. I think Dragon Age 4 is carrying the future of Bioware on its shoulders. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. It does, unfortunately, the Lakers losing in the Magic Kingdom in Orlando. 120 to 101 in a game that really wasn't that close at all after the first quarter. Magic Man, you know, points in the paint, free throws. That's everything as uh, leaning uh, towards the Orlando Magic in this one. And again, just the lack of adjustments, uh, just basically just not getting the team prepared. D- Gerald, there's not, no excuses, yeah. man. This is not the end of the road trip. It's the beginning. Yeah, and and as far as not making adjustments, what about what about giving Cam Reddish the responsibility of being a ball handling uh, DHO weapon? When have you ever seen Cam Reddish run a DHO? He didn't run them in Duke. That was Zion and R.J. Barrett. He didn't run them. And he didn't run them in Atlanta. That was Trey Young. And he didn't run them in New York because that was R.J. Barrett too. Why are you running dribble handoffs for Cam Reddish? First of all, Gerald, Cam Reddish is not a very good mid-range shooter to begin with. So you're already giving him the ball in actions where he's not comfortable. Second, he's a poor finisher at the rim, Gerald. We've talked about this. He is one of the worst finishers at the rim. And you're giving him... DHOs, I'm I'm almost certain that Jamal Mosley and that staff were thinking to themselves, what are they doing? Because even they couldn't believe it. I'm sure of it. I'm sure of it, Gerald. I get it. You you're kind of depleted, and you you don't think you have the kind of weaponry to run some of the things that you think you can run, but you don't do something like that, Gerald. That was just foolish. Just to try, try something, just to try it. And the three-point issues still, Lakers with 26% from beyond the arc. Absolutely abysmal, even though Austin Reeves goes 7 for 11 overall, still wasn't able to go ahead and be enough. That backcourt of the Lakers, I should be, you know, really excited when Austin Reeves goes 7-11, but how do I feel he still played a bad game when he goes 7 for 11? Because he still got picked on defensively, Gerald. Um, yeah. And his choices as a playmaker really were not that good as well. No, uh, no. Um, he got picked on by whomever, and, and uh, Alfred will, will kind of probably want to get in on this too. But I think Paolo is becoming, you know, a really good secondary playmaker um, just based off of uh, sheer will, Alfred. It's not, it's not as if uh, uh, he's taking um, – taking onus he really plays it out nicely him and Franz Wagner that was kind of uh, a foreshadowing of what they could do drilled I will say this though as great as as great as they were tonight we made them look like gangbusters and um, because they're an up-and-coming team 
but you shouldn't you shouldn't be losing twenty off two nights. If we were on a back to back and this happened, I would say, you know what, Gerald, that's the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. We imagine, had more rest imagine, than they did. Yep, we had more rest than they did. Orlando was traveling across the country from Utah. Uh, didn't get to sleep in there. Didn't only had one night to sleep in their beds. The Lakers had two in Florida. No excuses whatsoever. The injuries, no excuses. Orlando was missing their share of guys as well. So that's at the window. The constant, uh, Gerald, his need to go back to that three-guard lineup is is at this point almost mind-numbingly sick. Um, Christie, Reeves, and D'Lo should not play on the floor together, Gerald. Those three together, I don't care who else you have out there. You could have Wilt Chamberlain and Moses Malone, and I still wouldn't put those three guards together on the floor right now. If you're going to put Christie out there with his weaknesses right now, you know, especially the lack of, you know, three, when you're shooting three of seven, he's still terrible from beyond the arc. You know, he was not good at, at all. And on defense, he gets picked on because he's slight a build. You know, anytime he went against Wagner or Boncaro, it was a mismatch. So, yeah, it, you, you cannot put him in a, in a three-guard lineup or essentially have him as a small forward. He need, He's not big or big enough or strong enough. He's 6'6", but he's still not strong enough or, or, or anywhere near to the capabilities to be able to handle – small forwards or power forwards in the league as of yet. I mean, that, maybe that will change, but we'll see. But, yeah, I know that Rodell's going to send me another angry letter trying to support Max Christie, but unfortunately he just just not there again tonight. But Cam Reddish, again, did not give you what he needed to give you coming out of the starting lineup. So, Alfred, again, just your, your forwards, the key to your team, they produced, and unfortunately everything behind the Lakers didn't be outside of LeBron and AD – uh, Austin Reese may have helped him offensively, but defensively, again, he gets picked on and targeted each and every time out. So overall, a great game plan by Mosley, and it paid off all game long. Yeah, you guys have been preaching it uh, for the past, I guess, 25 minutes we've been on was the mismatches that they would see in the game. I remember, and I, I would see it too at certain points, uh, Mo Wagner, when he would get into the game, I remember him backing in from the three-point line on D'Angelo Russell. And I'm like, that's just such a, a like horrific height disadvantage for L.A. when that happens. Reeves caught himself against Wagner a, a lot, and that is a terrible mismatch. Oh, God, yeah. Mo, and if you guys have seen Mo play, he used to be in L.A., and if you've seen him play, he is an aggressive physical pest, and he, he will make and he will make his presence fell on any night. He may not put it in the box score, but he's going to make his presence known with it. And he had a great night off the bench. And even, yeah, the same thing with the other forwards, Franz and Paolo. It's, they were exposing these matchups. And it was because I feel like Ham would put in these three guards and the three guards would play on the perimeter. And that's where Paolo and Franz start out in each, pretty much every offensive set Orlando does. So right off the, right off the rip of the offense possession for Orlando, LA puts themselves in a hole. And I think that's what, that's where Paulo got his energy from the night where literally put your head down, look up and put it toward the rim and see if it goes in. And that's, and I think that's where he got his money's worth. And honestly, that was the name of the game. That was a big part of the game as well was the mismatches Jamal Mosley saw and the coaching staff saw. And eventually the forwards who both started and came off the bench took advantage of. 
Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do unfortunately lose 120 to 101. A magic man, again, just what we're seeing with this effort. This is not the way you want to start the road trip. If they keep, you know, if they get in a close loss, that's one thing. But this was never in doubt. I mean, once this got to double digits, my friend, it was never in doubt. So tell me, you know, when you see this kind of lackadaisical effort as you continuously preached on during the playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break live watch party, a big shout out to everybody who joined us there, especially big shout out to Nick, Eric, uh, everybody else that was there, Alan. I mean, just truly, you know, a great, you know, Sangerstein. I know uh, also as well, Devotion was there as well. So many great people there taking the time out of their day to watch this kind of listless effort. No excuses, man. Absolutely no excuses. Uh, none. Zero. That's what pisses me off more than anything. More than anything. Because this was a West Coast to East Coast trip. It's not like you... We're off the plane, and you were playing that night. That didn't happen. They had two and a half days off, and they blew chunks all over the Amway Center before they even stepped on the floor, Gerald. Maybe they had a Mickey Mouse ice there, cream bar. There, there's an old, there's an old, there's an old saying, Gerald. If you if you're if you stay ready, you don't have to be ready. So that that comes from preparation. If you're prepared to go from the jump, you don't have to worry about whether or not your effort is on on point because it's already there. But the fact is that they just dropped this to drop it. I don't understand this. I really don't. It bothers me. A loss like this bothers me because I saw it coming. I saw I it coming. Absolutely. And I don't I don't really. care who I don't care who the starting five is at this point. You need to start off right. I don't care who it is. I don't care if you have Elmer Fudd and Daffy Duck in there with with LeBron and AD. No, you got to use you got to use Disney appropriate uh, characters. Well, to match you know up what, on. you know what, Gerald. At least I know Elmer Fudd would box out. That's true. That's absolutely true. Because not much of the Lakers, not many of the Lakers were doing that today. Also here but today, Ger- Ger- Gerald. Oh. These are the basics. I know. These are I the ba- these are the basics. We're not even worried about what's going on in the weeds with with Darvin Ham yet. And this these are just the basics. I will tell you though that it is uh, very disappointing to see the lack of effort today. Uh, hopefully, we will get something better by the time the team hits Miami on Monday. But here today, also as well. Good man indeed. Hopefully, he will talk to you about the Lakers. Then maybe later on before we end the show. As promised, some dating advice as well for Cool Bro. It is Joe Soro, a.k.a. Ox1947. Uh, the man from in and out having a double-double protein style earlier today. Joe, a very disappointing loss, a very lackadaisical effort. I, I, I attribute it to not just the fact that the Lakers just gave no effort, but the coaching just did not seem like the team was prepared at all to go ahead and face the Magic, a team they faced less than a week ago. Sean reiterated a lot of the stuff I was thinking about, so I don't think I need to repeat it. But I will say this. This game reminded me of a game in mid-January where you're tired, you're jet-lagged, a usual trip to the southeast, which is the Atlanta-Orlando-Miami trip. 
uh, where you always seem to lose two out of three no matter what. It's almost like destined. And this is back when the Lakers were winning championships or competing for championships. It just seems to be the, the triangle of, of losing or death. Um, we got them this, we got them early this year, which should have been a benefit because you're going to be fresh. It's only the sixth game of the year. You already beat them. Uh, Sean's assessment on, uh, the scouting report, uh, was really, really good because this is the last time you're going to see these guys ever this year, unless you, they go to the finals, obviously, which I don't think that's going to happen. Sorry, uh, Alfred. Um, <laughs> So I would like to think that you can kind of uh, inspire uh, a nice sweep within the net, within a week of, 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 a, of a team. <clears throat> the issue uh, tonight, I can sit here and say uh, Darvin Ham is not doing well and D'Angelo Russell is hot and cold and Austin Reeves can't play defense. But if I continue to do this, uh, the show is going to get stale and I'm going to assume that people are going to finally tune out. This is no longer a issue. This is who they are. I don't know if there's a, there's a fix. Darvin Ham doesn't have a system. When you don't have a system and your players don't bail you out, you're going to get swept by the Denver Nuggets in the playoffs. That's, that's the that's the the future of this team at its current construction. I can't see Austin Reeves getting better lateral movement physically. I can't see D'Angelo Russell going on a tear where he's uh, scoring twenty points and averaging seven assists a game and 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 and, and shooting fifty percent from the field. He is not that guy. And then you have Anthony Davis who. Under In terms of numbers, yeah, if you didn't watch the game and you saw the numbers, you're like, wow, seven blocks, 28, 10, whatever. There was this one play in the second half. I'm not saying this is his fault. I'm sorry, in the second quarter, where Franz was in between a circle of Lakers, and this is not the first time this has happened. And Orlando shoots, and the ball goes up, and drops right into Franz's Wagner's hands, and he lays it up. And everyone's like this. Now, do these guys watch film? And when I say these guys, everybody's favorite assistant coach, Phil Handy, Darvin Ham, the coaching staff, right? Let's say the players are tired. They're working out. They're bushed, whatever, right? Isn't this the job of the coach to recognize this? and explain it. I know that if I'm going to be a coach and we're in a public sport, what did Phil Jackson do very well? Again, I'm not expecting people to be Phil Jackson, but Phil Jackson had a very good habit of talking to players through players and through the media, especially. So if I'm Darvin Ham, I look at the film and I go, yeah, there's this, one in, there's this one play where everyone is sitting there watching the ball. We already have a problem watching the players play and just standing around with their thumb up their ass. Watching a rebound go up like this and come down is 10 times worse. And this is not an Orlando Magic uh, issue. This is a Laker issue. 
because there's no reason Franz should have gotten that rebound with AD right there and everyone else around him. How does that happen? How do you let him creep into that circle? And this is not the first time. Orlando just happened to have their number one pick play like a number one pick today, and you got smoked by the good, very good players on Orlando as well. And it's and it's an early early season loss that usually takes place in terms of focus, in terms of execution, when you're tired. These guys should not be tired right now. And if Darvin Ham can't figure out that there that certain players that he's putting in there with other players isn't going to work by now through a training camp, through LeBron's training camp, through a year being with this team. Because most of the guys that are playing are familiar guys. Elo, Austin, AD, LeBron. If you're not going to be able to really know your main guy's issues and wants and needs and whatever, then I, 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 I would like to know, Darvin, what do you do all day? Because I don't want to sit here and say you're not intelligent. I think that's kind of rude in general. I mean, I say that publicly, but private, I don't care. But I'm, I'm trying to be respectful here. He has a family, he has children. You know, I don't want to insult the family and, you know, someone's father or whatever. I mean, I, I still do sometimes, but you know what I mean. It just doesn't make any sense from a coaching standpoint. What are you doing to prepare this team with the fundamentals? This should not have been a loss of ineptitude. This should have been a loss. Should it have been a loss? You're not hitting your shots tonight. Orlando came in and hit 20 of 33 pointers. You just wasted another AD performance, and and LeBron played 35 minutes again tonight in a massive loss. Like, you might as well have just sat down. Uh, That's what I wanted to say. I mean, he's still playing, and the Lakers are down by 21. What in the hell is he still doing in there? And that's that's someone who doesn't know. He, he, He isn't in the moment. And when I say he, I'm talking about the leadership of the team, which is the coach. If you can't recognize that something is not working, and you keep doing it. I, we always blame the coach in any sport. I've, I have issues with all three of the coaches uh, in, in my, my favorite team sports. I, I, Mike Tomlin, Dave Roberts. But the results are there. To, to I, I, I watch these games. I know what's going on. I'm not, I'm not just blaming anybody for no reason. There's a difference sometimes when it's the player's fault versus when it's the coach's fault. And sometimes the coach does, you know, set up a, a, a particular game plan. And you're like, man, if this guy can't get this ball to that receiver or, you know, why are you putting in this person uh, when this – why are you taking this guy out because it's a lefty-righty situation when the guy that you had already there is three for four that day? Like, there's a lot of those things that factor into when it's the coach's fault. Darvin Ham has an issue with lineup decisions. And he's always had it. He's always had it since he's been a Laker a coach. He got away with a few things in the playoffs because a lot of times in the playoffs, you have to run with a shorter, tighter, and more. And guys are more focused, especially your stars. And he has two stars. So a lot of times that can mask your issues until you run into an elite team, which they did, and they got smoked. So the issue right now isn't what's going on with three and three. It's 
can this team figure it out? Can Darvin Ham improve something with this offensive rebounding problem if the players can't? And is it going to be, have to be something that Ron Palenka is going to have to figure out? Can they figure that out? And if not, you're not going to go to a championship. You're not going to go to a championship and win a championship if you cannot rebound with arguably, in my opinion, the best defensive player in the league and a, a player who should have won the rebounding title last year if he had played enough games. You already have the pillar. Why can't everything else come together as well? Why can't you use that as 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 an advantage? And I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm puzzled by it. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do lose and lose handily 120 to 101 in the Magic Kingdom. Alfred, I want to bring it back to you. I truly appreciate the time that you're taking with us today. I mean, four and two, good win over the Lakers. Uh, there's no question about it. Team that went to the Western Conference Finals. What do you think the Magic can do with this kind of momentum? Early starts sometimes really propel teams forward and gives them maybe, uh, you know, sometimes a better season than what was earlier anticipated. Your thoughts. We talked about the fact that, that this could be possibly a play-in style team, a team that could be capable of some decent things here this season. What do you think this 4-2 and two start will do for the confidence for your young Orlando Magic? Well, I think it's huge. I mean, you go out there and you shoot very well against a Laker team with the likes of LeBron and Anthony Davis. And, you know, really, I alluded to it before, but this game really never was – uh, in doubt whatsoever. Um, and I think that that really helps them going forward. Their next five games are uh, the Mavericks at home, the Hawks in Mexico, the Bucks at home, on the road in Brooklyn for the in-season tournament, and then on the road in Chicago, and then playing in Chicago again two nights later for that in-season tournament game. So that's kind of a weird uh, travel-inducing and good team schedule. I mean, you got the Bucks, Mavericks, uh I won't sleep on Brooklyn at this point, especially going to play Brooklyn with how the Magic have been on the road. I, I think it helps them a lot going forward in this uh, late stretch of November coming up. The mid, I guess the mid stretch of November coming up, but I think I think it's I, th I think it's a glimpse of what possibly can be if they decide to put it together like they do. Again, I, I think it's with everything clicking as far as the rebounding, the scoring. Uh, the way they move the ball on offense and the way they adjust when players like Markel and Wendell, key players at that, are not playing. Uh, I think it was very huge. And again, the guys who replaced them, Goga and Anthony Black, did not uh, do anything crazy on the stat sheet. But if you watch them play, they did well enough with handing the ball off and getting it to their playmakers to where you were like, okay, you know, it, this can't be a permanent thing, but it's something that where they can sit in there and if they get the ball to their playmakers and the playmakers are making plays, everything comes together. So I think it's, I think it's good because it gives a glimpse of what can be later on in the year. And also it helps in the brief immediate moment of what's coming up on the schedule, because some of the teams I feel like are beatable. Some I feel like are title contenders who we won't beat, but it's very, but it helps in a multitude of ways of the near future and future, even down the road. Magic man. We know that uh, going in tonight that there was going to be some shortages as far as players are concerned. You didn't have, uh, of course, we talked about earlier in the pregame, Torian Prince. He was out. 
Also, you had Rui Hashimura. He was out. Jared Vanderbilt still out with a bursitis. And also as well, uh, you know, you had other individuals, Gabe Vincent also out and JHS also out. Uh, we saw the Lakers have to now rely upon individuals such as Cam Reddish and Max Christie, among others, who are giving you inconsistent performances as best, as you as you can see, both on the offensive and defensive end. And you're you're probably going to gonna go get go you're only gonna go so far because of it. So tell me with with Rui and also as well Torian possibly coming back for the Monday game, do you think that will provide the boost that we need to go ahead and get back on track, my friend? I think I think at best it will mask the problems we already have, Gerald. At best. Okay. At best. I think at worst it could uh, it could open up the floodgates even more, depending on whether or not some of the some of these issues get resolved. Gerald, I posted a couple miscellaneous stats in the chat. Who do you think is the worst team at surrendering second chance points in the NBA right now? Hmm. Let me take a wild guess. Could it be Coinky Dink, the Lakers? That's correct. Nineteen and a half a game almost giving up 20 second chance points a game through six games. You're not going to win anything doing that. And by the way, Gerald, only the Rockets and Wizards create less opportunities with their second chance points than we do. That's like a team in the NFL who's got like a a minus 20 turnover differential and finds himself losing all these close games in the fourth quarter. Well, why do you think you've been losing all those close games? Because you can't manufacture opportunities for yourself and you can't stop the bleeding when it happens. 19 and a half second half points per game drilled. The middle of the pack right now, the Denver Nuggets give up about 12. Those, Those seven, eight points are the difference between a win and a loss in the NBA. And Ham has just not fixed this problem, Gerald, even when the trade was made. This problem was was being able to be masked, better perimeter defense at the time, but it was still a huge problem. And now it's a crisis. It's a crisis. The rebounding problem is a crisis. Adam in our chat is insistently repeating on Colin Castleton as the savior and guy who's going to be able to provide the rebounds. He says if anybody can rebound, play Castleton because Colin Castleton is a good rebounder. He is still very slight a build for his height and can still get easily muscled in and out of the paint. So while he does have some skills, I don't think he's the answer that solves the riddle for the Lakers. I think a lot of it is more about coaching, uh, repetition, and getting these guys to play better as far as being more forceful on the boards because Christian Wood, Jordan Hayes, and Anthony Davis, those three guys together, Joe, and let me bring it back to you, those guys should not be getting destroyed on the boards as much as they do. No, they shouldn't, but that's it's what they are. And there's nothing Darvin Ham can do to enhance that, from my opinion, at this point. Their their games don't allow them to to do to take care of those 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 skill sets. Where Darvin Ham does have control is recognizing and preparing for each team as best he can and putting the right lineup in when when it sees when the you know when he sees fit. I don't know if he can do that yet. I don't know if he can ever do it. I don't know if he does it well. He'll do it once in a while. 
it's just not consistent. It's not a, you have nothing to fall back on the moment LeBron doesn't play or the moment AD doesn't play. LeBron was a plus 12 today, wasn't he? LeBron and, and Reeves were the only plus individuals okay, today, so, and, he was, and he was a plus 12. Okay, so it's hard. You know, we're using stats to explain uh, value. LeBron, when when he's not playing, there's been some good things, but mainly it's bad. He, he, he has to be in there a lot for them to have a chance. They haven't had a dominant win, really. They're not, they don't dominate. They don't, they don't have any kind of, again, identity that, hey, look, if LeBron and AD are playing a two-man game here and they, they, they end up scoring the last eight points, you're done. Like, take the, the, the team's heart early. So they come out the gate slow in every single game. They've almost taken the third quarter issues from last year and put it in the first. What is the problem there? Why are they coming out the gate slow? What 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 is the motivation to 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 play badly in that in that situation? Is it familiarity? I mean, I don't know. I I I'm watching the game and I'm trying to figure out why and I'm going to go back to the same thing because it's the only thing that makes sense and it's do they care? Do they really care? I don't think they care when they're watching the ball bounce from the rim and come down without putting their hands up. Do they prepare like Dennis Robin used to? The the certain sound from when the ball hits the backboard or the rim and you automatically kind of condition yourself to go to that spot? Are you not attuned yet when AD blocks the shot and you know where it's going? It's obvious. Physics says when he does this the ball's going to go over there right or it's going to go over there so position yourself to go there instead people are going like this so everybody's standing around and watching these are grown professionals right you would think that they wouldn't do that but maybe they're not let's say they're big children it's still the wouldn't you say that it's the it's the coach's job to wake them up hey what are you standing around watching or Maybe Mr. Hands in his pockets isn't watching either. Bad, just bad optics all around. And you have to take advantage of these games against teams that are not title contenders. You need to win these games, even on the road, so that you maybe, can give yourself cushion. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, maybe he's employing the Jason Kidd coaching strategy. I'm just watching the games just like you. I don't know what that means, and I, I frankly don't like it. Well, that, that's a that's a direct quote from from Jason Kidd last year. Okay, I believe. Yeah. Well, uh, no comment at that point with that. The the to, 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 to the Laker fans out there, Darvin Ham is not likely going anywhere. If he's going to go anywhere, it'll be at the end of the year. And. What's likely going to happen if the Lakers don't win in the championship this year is what happened last year is they're just not going to be able to combat the elite teams because they don't do the basics very well. The basics are rebounding and spacing and execution towards the rim and hitting open shots. 
they could win if LeBron goes into supersonic mode or AD goes into supersonic mode. Uh, but you're asking LeBron a year later to do it, a year later to do it, a year later to do it. Every year he gets older, no matter how phenomenal he is, no matter how great you see that one game that week that he just became Superman. Guys, he cannot do this every game. We need your help. You need to rebound. You know, Austin Reeves and, and D'Angelo Russell are six foot five. They're not six one. Heck, I saw Chris Paul last night get more give more effort and better positioning to get a rebound than these guys do. Is, is Steve Kerr teaching Chris Paul how to rebound? Or is Chris Paul just doing that? It's just it's a it's a it, it's not just one thing, it's too many things to the point where they're all running into each other. Jet lag, no energy, no rebounding. But see, wait a minute. Uh, this was going on when they were when they had two days off and they were at home. So what's the excuse now? Well, they traveled. Well, they, so after a while, you're just listening to excuses the whole time. You can't and, say that, Joe, because Orlando not, played in Utah other than, the day after. Other than LeBron. And let's say to some degree, AD's mileage. He's been playing for you know 11 years plus. Everyone in this team is young. You can't tell me, oh, they're old. They're, these are young players. Where's your energy? You guys got your money in the summer. Where's the energy? Are you relaxed? You don't want to give that extra effort? I don't know. I don't know at this point. We still have to wait. It's too early. It really is. We're going to know this thing probably but when it matters. We're right around mid-December. We're going to know really what this team is. And... As soon as you start hearing about the team meeting stuff, then you know you'll know everything hit the crapper. Because that's usually the first sign of things going bad. Oh, they had a players only meeting. Oh, players only meeting. Well, your problem could be the non-player that puts his hand in his pockets too. She he should be in that meeting too to figure out how the hell you all gonna figure this out. Because if this was just let's say a middle tier team, I don't think we're this concerned. The issue is, guys, this team has to win the championship. Otherwise, this is all for nothing. This team was not constructed to compete. It was constructed to win a championship. That's it. Not go to the finals, not go to the playoffs. Win it all. If they don't win it all, it's a failure. Even if they go seven, it's a failure. And LeBron, legacy is cemented. You can say whatever you want about him. But he still has something else to finish. The more he finishes with titles, the better argument there is for him to be the top dog of all time. So he has something to play for. And then AD, AD in my eyes, is probably another championship away from, you know, being the multi-champion instead of just one single champion. And, and that sometimes carries a little bit more weight, but... He might be satisfied too. I don't know. I, again, he's been playing great individually in terms of statistics, but I think there needs to be someone that finally loses their temper. And I think it would be nice if AD did it. And he's just like, you guys all play like a bunch of beeps, bleeps, bleeps. Get your head out of your butt. I'm trying to guard everybody and block every shot. Go stand somewhere and get it. I'll make sure it doesn't go out, out of bounds. I'll be Bill Russell. Just get the damn ball. Because only one of those blocks, I think, went out of bounds. Correct, Joe? I think yeah, only one of correct, them. Correct, correct. I saw all seven blocks. Yeah, was, uh, so that means most of them went. I was, I was watching the game massively illegally, by the way. 
while I was driving. <laughs> I'm not going to comment because I may have been doing the same thing for a part of the game as well. But the thing is, the thing is, though, okay, one of them went out straight out of bounds. But that means six of them were up for grabs after AD blocks them. And the problem is most of those went right back to the Orlando Magic for putbacks, just like the rebounds. They got killed on the board. And Alfred, let me bring it back to you because, you know, it just means that that's the kind of effort, the kind of thing that they want. Now, this is a team early on that, you know, you build that momentum, as I talked with you about before. This is something that while the Lakers just seemingly, you know, with the veteran presence that they have, thinking they can turn on the switch at any point in time, you realize over the course of the season, you're going to run up against some teams like Orlando, which are young and hungry and want to go ahead and play a lot better and a lot faster and a lot more with more emotion and more intensity than, and if you don't bring that, if you don't match that, that's what's going to happen in like games tonight. Yeah. Especially uh, Joe, I think you mentioned this too, especially when you travel uh, in the way LA does to places all the way across the coast, like Orlando and Miami, when you go all the way, let's go up to the Northern side. When you play teams like Detroit who have guys like Jalen Duran, who are going to, you know, give you fits down low. I mean, I like what I see is if the Orlando magic were able to gain offensive rebounds without the likes of Wendell Carter, like they did tonight, a guy like Jalen Duran might go out there and get 15 rebounds in a game uh, on a night similar to this. I think it's, you got it. You got to be able, when you play on the road in the NBA, you got to be able to play really good defense and real and rebound at least to the same level as the other team is rebounding in order to keep yourself in it. Cause if you don't, you're going to find yourselves on your heels like the Lakers did tonight a, a lot, a lot, quite frankly. And that, that, that was one thing I was, you know, comparing it back to the magic's recent road trip to the West coast. It, it was the same thing. It was, you know, put the magic would put themselves in positions to win like they did against LA on Monday. And when they won, like they did against Utah's not as good of an example, but Portland, the first game in that road trip where they played good enough defense to kind of keep themselves in the game enough to where they did not need to depend on their shots falling on the road all, all the way on the Pacific coast. They depended more upon their defense playing well and their rebounding playing well. So I think that's the biggest thing. The biggest thing I think uh, the Lakers can do and can take away is, you know, ma- make sure you fun you fundamentally play good enough defense and close out on shooters from beyond the arc and, you know, rebound and not even just rebound, just give an effort towards rebounding the basketball because there were times where Joe, you mentioned it, Franz literally reached up over three Lakers players and grabbed the ball. There were times when Goga even down low had Anthony Davis with a ball clear in his sights and would reach into Davis's arms and grab it and put it up and not maybe not put it up and in, but get the ball and get another possession out of it. So I think, I think the key things LA needs to remember is, you know, you can depend on your players like LeBron and AD having the kind of offense they did tonight, but you need to remember too, that the defense on the road in the NBA is vital because these teams in this league are confident when they're in their own arena, shooting the basketball. Why? Because they practice that way every day and they normally practice shooting in that same building. So they're going to have the, the same kind of confidence shooting the ball as they would, you know what I mean? They, they're going to have that kind of confidence at home. So you need to make sure you just play good defense and rebound well, which is the rebounding was definitely something of concern for LA, but that's, you know, on this road trip that the Lakers are about to go on, that's something they can definitely 
kind of build upon. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Once again, it's the Lakers unfortunately losing and getting thumped 120 to 101 by the Orlando Magic. Magic, let me bring you back in here, my friend. You were the best part. You and Nick were awesome parts of the playback.tv slash Lakers fast break coverage. You were there witnessing it all. Just truly terrible effort by the coaching staff. Again, I said that there's a possibility, as the coach has alluded to, that Rui may be allowed out of concussion protocol by Monday. And also as well, Torian Prince might uh, be relieved of his left knee tendonitis by then to get them back on Monday. What lineup would you go at with the against the Miami Heat on Monday to maybe start getting this team to have a little bit better start on Monday? Because people, oh, it's all Prince's fault that the Lakers have gotten off these bad starts. Well, I guess you can't really throw that one anymore, can you? It's not. Um, well. Is it LeBron I, and ADs? I mean, LeBron and AD and D'Lo and, and Austin, they're the only, you know, they're the ones that have been out there starting the whole, each and every game. I doubt I doubt you're going to start Rui coming off uh, uh, out of a concussion protocol, Gerald. Mm-hmm. Seriously think he's probably going to go back to the starting lineup he had tonight, which is Cam Reddish starting there. Um, I would insert Torian Prince in the starting lineup, Gerald, and I would hope like hell that Vanderbilt comes back sooner rather than later, although we've heard that later rather than sooner is – the uh, operative phrase with him. Vanderbilt needs to be in the starting lineup just to give this team a little bit of, of uh, punch drunk energy, something, Gerald, because they're just laying an egg collectively as a unit. It doesn't, it, the, 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 the five man unit is insignificant, Gerald, in the sense that it's not one positional problem over another. It's the five of them together. Four of them have been there the whole time. AD, LeBron, uh, Austin Reeves, and D'Lo. It's just that fifth guy coming in. They haven't found chemistry with anything yet in the first quarter. Minus 71, you're you're basically handing a team a 12-point lead in the NBA. Let me tell you something. You hand it any team, I don't care if they're the Charlotte Hornets, I don't care if they're the Washington Wizards, you hand them a 12-point lead, Gerald, off the jump, not going to win a lot of games. And all those comeback wins, you think it's because you've got the tenacity and the metal and the balls of steel. Uh, but really, a lot of it is you just got caught wagging the dog, Gerald. Just dogging it. And it finally caught up with you. I'm tired of it. Like I'm t- I'm, and the idea that, well, you know, it's early in the season, you know, don't hit the panic button. 
this was a problem starting last year, guys. I've been here the whole time. I've been watching this. They have a serious problem with boxing out. I don't 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 understand it. Don't don't have an explanation for why this is such an issue. Five fast break points tonight, Gerald. After you after last year being top seven in fast break points, you're slipping. Darvin Ham has taken every advantage that this team had last year and has pissed it away. Pissed it away. And now we're relying on Cam Reddish running DHOs to try and galvanize a run. Gerald, I'm going to be sick. You can't, you can't have a situation where you're reliant on somebody who shoots 20% from the arc and you're putting the ball handling responsibilities to this individual. Uh-uh. Darvin Ham is a terrible in-game coach. That will not change. I don't care. I don't care how if they have uh, a plus 84 over the next 4 games in the first quarter, Gerald. It won't make me go uh, get die off the hilt that Ham is terrible in game. He's got tunnel vision. He is, and it's it's not a matter. I'm done. I'm done. I don't blame you, my friend. I know you're upset, and and I can tell it's it's not good. It's just not good just being, to see this kind of lackadaisical effort on the front end of the trip and not the back end because usually that's the kind of effort NBA teams get you get like you mentioned Joe like on the back end like you talked about in the southeastern trip middle of January that type of deal or you see it at the end of like a seven game road trip you know the Lakers just come in on fumes or at NBA team put it whatever NBA team on fumes and then they just give you that kind of effort you see that from all over the NBA you know they've had enough they've been on the road six seven days ten days they've just had enough this is the start of the road trip. Orlando played the game in Utah after the day after the Lakers did. Again, as I said throughout the show, there are absolutely no excuses why you got the kind of effort that you did from the Lakers today. Yeah, and we're getting uh, getting some people here trying to stomp on the, the grave a little more. I mean, it's six games in. So I'm going to have Lakers a little fun are. with this. This is kind of my. This is this is my game. This is the game. This is your game. This is my game. So for those of you who are uh, flickering your scrotums at the the the, the loss of uh, of the Lakers, um, we were two and ten last year. I want you guys to, to 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 put things in perspective, okay? Whoever your basketball team is, will never compare to the Lakers. Even if you're a Celtic fan, Celtics have won one championship since 1986. The Lakers have won six in this century. So we win falling down. We were falling down ourselves, tripping all over the place, and we still made it to the Western Conference Finals. So if you want to come in here and play the game of you suck and they're not going to do anything... What happens when they do do something or they beat your team? You guys going to go away like little scared flies, right? I'm trying to keep it PG. I don't want to go the other route. I can't anyways. You know, we're, we're trying to be a family show here. But your talk means nothing. 
Your talk means nothing. You're just blabbering now. You suck. Lakers suck. If you're going to come with something like that, can you can you make it entertaining a little bit? Instead of a used, instead of soiled toilet paper? Because that's what it is. I mean, get over it. I mean, we just, we're talking to a nice gentleman that, play, that, that that's a Orlando Magic follower. We're having good conversation here. We're a little upset and we're angry, but we're having a professional discussion here with a little emotion, with stuff. Yeah, that's human. You know, we're human. But coming on here and turning it into Twitter, if you want to do that, go to Twitter. Go talk to those yahoos over there. No pun intended, by the way. Uh, not a big fan of Yahoo either. We're here to talk about intelligent basketball and try to figure out what's going on. So that's that's my little rant for the day. If you guys want to keep it coming, just understand I'm going to tear you up. I'm going to embarrass you. I'm going to embarrass your whole family, your friends, your neighbors. Because I can get, I can get, you know, that's that again. That's my game. That's why I invent, I invented this game. So I'm giving you a warning. You want to dance? Let's dance. Let's go. I remember in just a few moments, I'm going to ask him for dating advice for Cool Bro coming up. But Alfred, uh, let me go in. I haven't forgotten that. Believe me, the whole chat would let us know, Joe, because you left in and out. Okay, after you left, after you left the chat, after you ate in and out, that was the subject of the last half of Lakerholics. We I told you guys, like, I don't do TED Talks. Or well, he asked, they I'm not asked a life for, coach. I will just look just a quick just a quick even Laker Tom gave love advice on the last year. So you gotta help someone. You gotta help cool bro. It'll I will help him out and well, it's gonna be very last easy. thing before yes, we end of the show. I let's, understand. Let's, let's let's close out with Alfred though here at and and because I know Sean's pretty <laughs> pissed off right now. <laughs> so maybe some love advice from Joe at the end will cheer you up, Magic. But before we do, Alfred, it's been great having you here. OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can find us part of the fan sided experience. Again, I hope you stop by more than just Orlando Magic Games because we're done with Orlando. It's a split, so we can call it even in regards to that. But, you know, if you played it to the T, we would not be able to see you until next summer. And I certainly hope it's not going to be that because you've been a tremendous guest. Tell us what you're doing, what you're working on. And hopefully, again, the red, the red carpet is always open for you, my friend, to join us at any time. Well, yeah, thank you, Gerald. I appreciate it. And, guys, I'm going to try to be back for something at some point during the NBA season. It's not often, you guys know this, that this kind of happens. We don't normally have our games done six games into the year. That's unheard of. I've never I've never seen that out of any team from the Western You think Conference. the in-season in tournament thing has got something to do with it? It might, actually. That's a pretty good point because I know – I'm heading down to Orlando and I'm going to the Boston Celtics in season tournament game in the Amway center. And I know those games are happening. Some have already happened. I know the matches are happening, all of them within the next two weeks, essentially. So why not have every team last night play in the first game of this end season? That, to me, not having the Lakers and Celtics on the first day of this historic thing was kind of dumb. Yeah, you, you know, that that I, that certainly seems like a good idea. And again, I think it's the first time they're doing it. So it's a little weird because I've seen stuff on Twitter where it's, well, you know, it isn't incentivized enough and the player bonuses they get are incentivizing enough to them. But from a team standpoint, it's not really, you know, yeah, but don't I wouldn't I wouldn't guarantee a playoff spot. I know they were floating that around ESPN. I would dare not do that, because what if a team like, uh, I don't know, let's say Houston 
wins the thing, and then they stink the rest of the season. Do you give them a pass and give them a playoff position just for that? Just because right. they were pretty good for four games in November and December? Yeah, I agree. Even if, let's say, let's go on the other end of the spectrum. Let's say the Nuggets win it. It's like, you know, what's Denver going to do the rest of the year? Well, rest Jokic and Jamal Murray and the the rest of them a lot because they have that spot locked up. And when that time comes, they can make a turn or not tournament run, a playoff run for the NBA finals at that point. So I don't, I agree. It's not, it should not be a playoff spot. That'll create a whole lot of problems that a lot, a lot of people will hate. I, it's got to, it, I do think though, it has to be something, I don't know if it has to do with the NBA lottery. I don't know if it's, you know, money for the team along with players, that kind of thing. I, I don't know what it may be, but I think it's certainly that going back to what we were talking about, that certainly I think may have had an effect on the whole uh, Lakers and magic kind of scheduling this year. Cause I, it was very odd that, you know, we're two, not even two weeks into November and we've already played each other twice, but I don't know. I think um, just stuff I'm doing beyond this, speaking of the in-season tournament, I'm going to have, uh, preview for the East Group C uh, teams. That's what the Magic are in. So, Bulls, Raptors, Nets, and Celtics are the other four. That's um, I'm gonna have previews for all of them coming out pretty soon on Orlando Magic Daily. Uh, continuing the player grades for the Tampa Bay Rays players from this past season. Uh, gonna hit on some off-season notes. They're looking at what they're gonna do with uh, Tyler Glass now and Randy Arozarena, two really big names. They'll see what they do with them. And as far as Buffalo down goes, the Bills are still midseason. They have a Sunday night matchup with the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, I'll be doing something on that. Whatever happens, the Bills kind of need to start putting it together at some point or they're going to lose control of the horse they're riding. Um, but that's what I have going on, really. And once again, I will love to be back on here for anything Lakers, anything NBA that pops up, anything at all. So if there's any at any at some point in the near future or even during the season, I will be back on here with you guys. If you're if you're happy to have me, I'll be right back. Don't you Just worry. Got to tell me, you know where you can find me. You you get it. Uh, you give me a message on LinkedIn, like you always do. I'm always here. You know, my my friend. Where we do shows seven days a week, so we're always glad to have you on, my friend. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much once again. Oh, always glad to have you here. It is Alfred Esmond from Orlando Magic Daily. But before we head on out, Sean, and before we get to any dating advice from Joe Soro. So I'm going to hit him up with that before we head on out to try and cheer everyone up because we need it, Joe. Magic Man, any last thoughts before we head on out, my friend? No. <laughs> Spoken like a true Joe Soro, indeed. Thank you again for the great coverage on playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. Magic Man was tremendous. Him and Laker Nick. Please go ahead and join our full coverage every single game on playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. It's a great time normally. In fact, they were trying to make things a lot better for us. And Magic Man, you know, bless his heart, did an admiral job trying to go ahead and do that today. So go ahead and, uh, you know, make sure you check us out. Playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. Go ahead, Magic. Yeah, no, I was going to say, Alfred, if you want to if you want to laugh right, check out some of our shows from uh, early last year when we were actually two, two and, and ten. ten. Yeah. Yeah, it was we were basically keeping each other entertained for our own sanity. Yeah, I, I could not imagine starting two and ten. Some of the stuff being said about where where that season was going. 
that that's I, I'm actually probably right after this. I'm probably gonna go check that out, pop a beer or two, and have a good laugh. Have a good laugh, to say the least. No, we felt that's well, certainly something we do now these days. About that, we laugh indeed. Yeah, there were there were the the three most common words uh, from the start last year: fire, Darvin Ham. Oh my gosh. Oh, that it was in our chat. That's all I saw was fire, Darvin Ham, fire, Darvin Ham. I'm, I, you know, and if it continues, we'll expect we'll see it again, real soon. It'll, it'll be making a resurrection fairly soon, Gerald. With the uh, way I can things imagine. are going, absolutely. And you know, for those who in the chat, the best Lakers chat room that's out there, it's the Lakers Fast Break. You know, who the for those who like Joe said, you know, for those who are like trashing us, remember we were two and ten last year. And also the fact, if you go ahead and say we can't compete against the elite in the West, are you including the Suns at two and four in that mix? Are you including the Grizzlies at zero oh and six in that mix? Because they were the elites in the West last year. Are you including the, the Kings? The Kings are awful to start the season. Are you including them as well? So go ahead and think about that. Before you make these statements, put some thought into it before you do. That's Lakers, all I'll say. The Lakers six. have three-peated more than the Denver Nuggets have won titles. Yeah. Just Fair enough. Let, that, let that sink in a little. They three-peated more times. Uh, just just the these fans that are, uh, you know, it's so funny because when the Nuggets won, you know, enjoy all your title. Nut, people wearing Nuggets shirts. Enjoy yeah, it. The hey, 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 hey. Let's get something straight, okay? The Nuggets aren't even the a main draw in Denver. Let's be honest about something. Nobody gives a crap about the Nuggets in Denver. They care about the Broncos. They don't give a rat's ass about the Nuggets. And that's the bottom line. Joseph and B-Will and whoever else is in there. Denver doesn't give a rip about whether or not the Nuggets are good or not. The Broncos are on their minds 100%, 365 days of the year, seven days of the week. The Nuggets are an afterthought. Gerald, I apologize for interrupting, but that needs to be on the record. But I do want to say for Alfred's case, you know what? That day comes when the Orlando Magic uh, ride a championship wave to their first championship, and and he's around wherever in the United States, finally seeing Orlando Magic jerseys. It's not going to be the first time you see Orlando Magic jerseys in places other than Orlando because there are McGrady jerseys and there are Shaq O'Neal jerseys from Orlando that have been around for many years. The Nuggets, if you're lucky, you could find maybe an Alex English once every decade, somebody else wearing that outside of Denver. So, yeah, now that they've won... People have gone on the bandwagon. That's just what they do. You know, they hop on whatever team is winning. That's always the case. And you know what? More power to you. Enjoy it while it lasts. Wake us up when you get 16 more. And we'll leave it at that. But that won't happen anytime soon. Joe, though, before we head on out, on a lighter note, uh, it was in our earlier chat, Cool Bro. We promised because Cool Bro was waiting. Although he kind of got scared when somebody said, yet you will take his soul. Uh, I think that comment kind of scared him. But you will not take his soul. I guarantee and I reassured him that you wouldn't. But he says he's got a girl in class that he wants to pass a note to and uh, ask the girl out on the date. There are 14-year-old kids here we're dealing with, okay? Sean probably gave the best and sound advice because, you know, when Laker Tom at 78, he's not going to give you the most 
current up-to-date advice. He gave you advice circa 1950. But when it comes to the best advice I heard, I think, on the show, I'd say Sean gave it on there. So your thoughts, my friend. I've told the audience that you would give your love advice on this special episode. Alfred, you could chime in on this too, my friend. So your thoughts on what he should do to go ahead and properly go ahead and, you know, get this thing going in the right direction. So uh, Kubro is 14, you said? Yes, we're dealing with 14-year-olds. Wow. I don't know what 14-year-olds do these days. (laughs) Oh, I know. I'm taking a wild guess here. Talk to your parents. See if you can get some Taylor Swift tickets and ask her to go with you. That'll do it. That'll do it for sure. <laughs> even even Gerald got excited. <laughs> I didn't do anything. Magic man when he Gerald. Yeah, whatever, Gerald. <laughs> whatever, Gerald. I'm just I didn't even touch anything. I yeah, was I'm an innocent bystander. <laughs> yes. I was just buying oranges. That's all. I was just buying oranges. I'm an innocent I'll, I'll bystander. Repeat I'll repeat it just in case. Yes. Hey, cool, bro. Oh, listen. God. Taylor Swift is not hip hop. It's not country. She's tolerable if you're not into it. You know, he says she's... he's not going for a million dollars to concert. I'm telling oh. you, cool, bro. You'll have it. Really dude. want a yes? You'll have it. And, and trust me, I, I went to a country concert once. Blue Magic said, hell yeah, I take the T Swift tickets. Do you know how much those things cost on eBay? That's damn good resale money uh-huh. there. Look, the cool, cool bro. It's not. It's not about Taylor Swift. It's not about Taylor Swift. It's the skills that you show, and it's and no one does that at fourteen. Those resell for thousands of dollars. Hell yeah, I'll take. Yeah, this is not about money. Okay, you want to look like a stud, and what happens is fourteen-year-olds can't afford Taylor Swift tickets or even come up with the idea of taking a possible date to a Taylor Swift concert. Because then I buy you two tickets for... Or if you find out she's into, I don't know, grunge rock or something. It doesn't have to be... I'm totally being stereotypical here right now. If, if, If you get an idea that she's into something else, get those tickets and take her to the concert. No one does that at 14, man. Very few people will think of that. I guarantee you, you do something like that, at the very least, her parents are gonna go, wow. Yeah, this this guy's got some skills. At least I would think so. Yeah, I'll build off. I'll even yeah, I'll even build off that. I'm sure you guys may have heard of and seen this. It's as simple too as taking her to the Taylor Swift movie that just came out. Which okay, I'm sorry, Alfred. Okay, if she likes books, she loves books just like me. Oh boy, Um, (laughs) going to the library. That the the Taylor Swift movie cliche, is a much it? more feasible alternative. It's cheaper, I would imagine, uh, like a hell of a lot cheaper. And you're uh, able to what, find what's, tickets what's, now. What's wrong with buying a, with going to a bookstore, buying her a coffee, and then having a conversation for a couple? Coffee. Hours. He's fourteen. What do you mean coffee? Or hot chocolate? You're not helping. You don't even know what fourteen-year-olds do. Why don't they get a like cigarette that? and talk about life at fourteen too? <laughs> I, the, the kids they'll watching Amer- American Joe. Psycho in these horror films, Joe. I, uh, they'll probably cigarettes. vape. 
Man, probably vape. American Psycho is a comedy. I don't know what the hell anybody's talking about. That <laughs> wasn't scary. But the point that. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead, Sean. Go ahead, Sean. Go ahead, Sean. We're all waiting now. You have us in anticipation. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. Damn. Are you going to blink? You blinked. Okay, so you're letting me. Talk. All right, okay. tell us, man. Come on, finish up. We got that. Barnes and Nobles are they still open? Yes, there they are still yeah. locations. Yes. Okay, looks like you already no, have no, your answer. He, he he should he should stick with his own plan. He had a good plan there. He was gonna ask her to join their uh, their study group and uh, try to build the relationship one step at a time. That was my idea. That earlier. was not your idea. That was that actually was cool, bro. The- that was cool, bros. Uh, Gerald, why do you always have this unnecessary need to take the credit for everything? Because I take the credit. I said it earlier on the on the Lakerholic spotlight. God, you gotta take the credit for everything. I'll take the credit that cool, time. Cool, bro. Absolutely. Stick with your idea about asking her to join your study group. That's a great idea, and it, it doesn't matter if it came from Gerald or from Cool, bro. That's okay. the best one so far. There you go. That's it. Alfred, any last thoughts to point in on this? Uh, either one of those three options. Study group, Barnes & Noble, and hot chocolate because that's coming out because of the holiday season. Or even Taylor – I would say Taylor Swift movie. Do the movie. It's cheaper. It's See, wasn't the movie, though was, – wasn't that on the list that was made that a couple weeks ago? There's no coffee here. He's also well. It, it's also the movie's just like coffee. in movie form. So okay. I'm like, it, it's literally going to the concert just in a movie theater. So I know, but no, no, I no, I my girls went to it. I right. they went to the they these went to thirteen the year olds are, are drinking monsters, and you're telling them me I had no <laughs> coffee. Because, like yeah, what? And, and, what are you? Yeah, and all the girls right now. All the girls that do that when I see when I pass the high school are all obese. So <laughs> don't do it. Sorry, and it's true. I'm just saying. I, no, I'm, what I'm saying is the the T Swift movie that you're talking about, Alfred. Yeah, I, again, my daughters went to it. They had a good time. But you, what I saw on the list, what is it? They put out this list of places that women or ladies don't like to okay, go to on the first date, the pro- and one of them the, was listed as the movies. I don't know why. Here's the problem. The here, bad, here's the problem. Here's the problem with taking a date to a movie. You can't talk to your date while you're watching a movie. So you need a plan before and after. Okay. That's what you need because for two hours, she's not going to want to listen to what you have to say because you're at a movie. Cool, bro. It it worked for me. That's all I'll say. Oh, it worked for you, did it, Gerald? Yes. (laughs) Well, la dee da. Misery. La dee da. Misery. That worked. So uh, that was a good movie because there was a. You know, obviously, when when oh, uh, how romantic! You take a date to see Misery. Well, that's what she wanted to go see. Kathy Bates bro- uh, broke. Uh, <laughs> yeah, James maybe Con's she ankles. maybe she was thinking you were James. Con. And she grabbed me after she saw. Well, this is my first wife. She grabbed me when she saw that scene where where Kathy Bates is breaking uh, James Con's ankles, and goes like tight. I'm like, yeah, I got this. I got yeah. Cool, bro. Where do you live? Man. Uh, cool bro should take her to the seafood buffet. <laughs> I have not, I am not down for that blue magic. No, thank you. Oh, I will blue. not take any, I will not take a minor gambling. I have two, my uh, one minor now because my other one turned just turned which, 18, which so. part, 
Which part of California? Oh, well, actually, I have two that can't gamble because you've got to be 21 to gamble. So, no. Sorry. Cool. Sorry. He lives in California. So, maybe Joe Soro needs to be Let me find out where he is first. You just want to say they live in California? If you're in Southern California, take all your take all the good books and go to the beach and read and hang out. Go Redondo, Huntington. You don't have to spend any money. Yeah. The weather right now is perfect. You go to the beach, hang out, and just read. Uh, if you're, you know, if you go, you know, you're Santa normal. Monica. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just uh, get make sure mom and dad or whomever is drops you off and make Good sure that search. you know that, that that you're you're safe and everything. Which does Huntington <laughs> Beach have the um, have the? Um, you don't have to go to air. the beach like by the water. Just go to the beach. If you don't Donna want to Beach go, has a pier. Huntington Beach has a pier. Samo, uh, you know, obviously the one that has the most famous there. So yeah, always good, good place to go. Lots of people. It's very busy, very active. So yeah, a lot of great choices there as well. So yeah. Oh, uh, museum. You know, Jaws was mechanical. You can find them at Universal Studios. Cool, bro. It's okay. <laughs> yes. All right, indeed. Sean's but, nickname is Jaws. That's why you can stay awake all <laughs> night long. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, they were asking, does he sleep? He's just jaws. He's sharks. Don't sleep, right? I thought they called him I'm hot yoga man. <laughs> what? I thought they called him hot yoga man. Uh, I've never heard that in my entire life. They were called, remember when the, the, cra- remember when the chat was like uh, into hot yoga? It was the guy, they hot just yoga said he doesn't yoga? sleep. I said his nickname is Jaws. Sharks don't sleep. See the correlation? But it does he bite? I feel like I Chevy know. Chase and European Vacation. You want to find out, Gerald? Not really. Thank you very much. Well, Cobra then does... stop. Don't ask questions. You don't Actually, know the, the you answer. Cool, yes. The Coronado. Yes. yes. Good Good choice. Yes. Yes. Very Hotel Dell. I used to do a lot of business out there. Yes. I've That's been a good there spot. a couple times myself. Yes. And then right on the beach, Coronado Beach. Yes, absolutely. Good choice. <laughs> there you go. Or, you know, there's several restaurants along the pier next to the airport. Yeah, they're great places to go there as well. So, what about a Lakers game? That's not only, a great if they, only if she wants to be date. seen. Yeah, yeah. I was never a big fan of taking dates. Well, I didn't really date. I just when I wanted something, I just got it. But if you're on a oh, date, oh, here we go, here um, we go. Yeah, the if, the, if the, wanted, the salt, the Sultan of Temecula. Yeah, it's most most. Most uh, date situations is better, like Sean said, where you can talk. You can't really talk at a game. And I'm a Laker guy. I'm a sports guy. So I'm watching the game. I'm not, like, into chattering. I'm like uh, McConaughey in, uh, in uh, what was that movie? The Contact? You're just uh, there. Kill just something there. in 10 days or something. Something like that. <laughs> uh, oh, the one who date in 10 days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where she kept nagging him and, and he's, like, trying to watch the Knicks game. So let me ask you this, Joe, before we... No, have... no problem, child, no. That's what we all wanted to ask. Because no. we, we asked that in the Lakerholics chat. Everybody's asking if you would allow no. your kids to date. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's in my line with myself. Negative. Yeah. No, yeah. never, never, yeah. no. Yeah. And cool, bro, that's something you have to realize. At 14, not every 14-year-old young lady is allowed by her family to go out at 14. So it's just the way 14 is. Good. Shopping mall, study group, a lot of good options, my friend. Coronado, there you go. You talked about that as well. <laughs> Joe's daughter can't date until she's 35. 
Oh boy. Well, we'll uh, see what happens. Can you can you let my kids be young and babies first? I'm dying over here. <laughs> Joe would be a great background character in a mafia movie. Background. Yeah. They you notice they said background, not foreground on mm -hmm. that. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. As it uh, relates to whether or not I sleep or not, hey, Gerald, it is what it is. I, I don't make it up. Magic it man, is, you, it I don't get sleep either, is. so I am I am not even going to go ahead and say it anything about that. It is what it is. I can't help it. It just is what it is. It is what it is indeed. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do lose 120 to 101. I'm glad we finished on a good note. Alfred, again, appreciate your time. Your dating advice as well. Very sound. Very much appreciated indeed. And hopefully Cool Bro will take some of that uh, into a lot of consideration right there for you. Because, you know, he already has at 14 all these grandiose plans on dating. Hotel Del Coronado. I would just be like, if my 14, you know, if you're old at that time, kid comes along. Yeah, I want to take my want to take your daughter over to the Hotel Del Coronado. Be like, excuse me? <laughs> so, I know, Joe, I'll be like, I think I'm in line with Joe on that one. So, I'll just leave it at that. But good luck to you, cool bro. We're rooting for you. Tell us how it goes. Coronado's good. Yes. A lot of and history it's somebody there. else's daughters. That's great. As yeah. long as it's not. Uh, <laughs> again, uh. She likes oh, for books. God's sakes, Gerald. She likes books. He likes books. I think it's going to be very, very nice in terms of setting. Good for him. Agreed, Zangerstein. Agreed. Very much agreed. Don't spam her with basketball details because if she you start talking sports and she doesn't think sports, out the wind, out yes, the door, out the window. Yep, you are out like trout, my friend. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. You can always talk sports with us, cool bro. That's always a good thing. We'll 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 handle it. And I guess dating advice as well. We've reached a new high here at the Lakers fast break, providing love advice. It's only we can give. Go ahead, Magic, before we head on out. Um, find out what she likes, like chocolate, mint chocolate. Buy her like a chocolate bar before you start talking to her because that usually wins over a young lady before you even open your, your mouth. Now, these are, again, our opinions and suggestions only. You can take them under consideration or not. That's up to you, entirely up to you. We uh, offer no responsibility for whatever happens in your love life, my friend. That's all on you. Disclaimers are below. Actually, I should add love life in there in, in the disclaimer as far as some description. I give good there. advice, so I don't need to add that disclaimer. This is that okay, you can well, listen to sure me. If you don't want to listen to Gerald or Joe, that's fine. Yeah, I don't need a disclaimer. Okay, there you go. What if she's allergic to chocolate? Dude, then I don't know. You know, there's only so many foods in the food chain that you can go ahead and, and If she's offer. allergic to chocolate, that's a sin. <laughs> I don't know if that's the case. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Magic Man has much better advice. There you go, indeed. Once of again, it's a... of course I do. I'm encouraging this young man. You're just, you guys are. And Alfred is. I could tell. He was yeah, trying. Yeah. Joe, Joe and Gerald are married. They don't give a rip. I want. They yeah, don't I care. This is all. This is all for Hat and Ann. Go ahead, Alfred. That guy, especially want, with that guy. I want, I want to succeed. He's ahead of the curve. I feel. There like. was a time though when we were hunters, though. Just remember. That is very fair point. Very fair point. 
And oh now you've been neutered. Off the, off, off the rails. Off the rails indeed. You are now officially part of the Lakers fast break. Thanks so much, Alfred. Truly appreciate you joining us. Check out his work at the Orlando Magic Daily. Part of the fan-sided experience right there for you at orlandomagicdaily.com. Also as well, check out Joe Soro. Simblades, Simblades with a Y.com, and of course, what he does at LakersBall.com. Magic Man, who's was always here for us here at the Lakers Fast Break and Playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. We'll be back tomorrow to try and size up the Miami Heat for you guys out there. Truly appreciate you joining us. And if more love advice is needed, if that's what we'll bring in viewers and audience, you might have to change the name and alter it to Lakers Fast Break and Love Advice indeed. Once again, it is the Lakers Fast Break. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow for more great insight, analysis, and love advice as only we could give right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.